about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we read John chapter 1 on Sunday, where the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made, and without him was nothing made that was made. And the Bible says, in him was life. And we stopped there on Sunday, and the life was the light of men. The civilization of men. The illumination of men. So there is a life in Jesus. And that life gives light to anyone who has it. So we said on Sunday that every Christian has eternal life. And inside that eternal life, the light is there. Ability to see. Okay, Jesus gave a parable. You know the parable, the most popular parable that Jesus spoke is in Matthew 13 and it's called the parable of sower when he said a sower went out to sow. You know that scripture? I think verse 11 precisely, Jesus said, when he finished giving the parable, then disciples came to him in the night and they said that show us the meaning. And then Jesus said, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. Oh Lord, help us to get into something. <laughs> Are you following me? So Jesus said, So there is something that is called mysteries of heaven. And it is given to some people. That means, he said, to others, it is not given. So, if you understand the mysteries of heaven, you will understand how life functions. If you don't understand the mysteries of heaven, everything will look like a parable. So when Jesus was saying those parables, others didn't understand until he explained to the disciples. Now pay attention. This is very important. (laughs) You know, (laughs) some think, some are rich because they are lucky. When they finish teaching people in classes, or they finish lecturing, and they set an exam, to some students, let's say in secondary school, mathematics is a mystery. They just don't understand why they cannot arrive at the answer, so they score zero. And then they say something like, they failed us. But when people score 80 and above, they will say, I got 80. They gave me 30. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So, (laughs) praise the Lord. I am saying that, (laughs) where we started from, that all I want to establish tonight is, God has put something inside every Christian that gives you the ability to understand life so that life should not be mysterious to a Christian. That's what we are saying. But to many Christians, life is mysterious. For some, a good marriage is mysterious. 
And then when people can't lay their finger, when they cannot comprehend something, they begin to speculate. Then they say that maybe some are lucky, you don't understand my own predicament. Yet, there is nothing like that, brethren. Nothing like that. So Jesus said, everything I say to others is a kind of parable. But to you, it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. So everything in the kingdom of God is mysterious until your eyes are open to see it. Are you following me? The Bible said the part of the just are light that shines brighter and brighter on the perfect day. For people to see you in 2018 and then see you in 2019 and then you've gone higher, to some people it's a mystery. They think life is not very favorable to them, so they think everything is a mystery. So that's what we are looking at now. We started with Daniel. That the Bible says that when the queen asked to talk about Daniel, he said light and understanding. Daniel chapter 5. I think from around verse 11 or so. I want to read again and then we go up to some of the things that Jesus said. If you are born again here, you have eternal life. And we started on Sunday. And that life that is in you is the light of men. When Jesus came back to his hometown where he grew up, in the same Matthew 13, around verse 52, the disciples were, the, the people there were shocked. And they said something. We are getting this man, this wisdom. And as a result of the wisdom, they said, what verse is that? Matthew, uh, is it 13 or 12? Verse 50, yeah, it should be 13. Where they marvel at Jesus and say, can you help me locate the verse that, what, what get, where get this man is wisdom and what are these mighty words that are found in him? What verse is that? Amen. Somebody help me locate it. Just tell me. It should be Matthew 12 or 13. I think it's just check, check. I want, I want to read, so I just remember, I want to read something precisely from that verse. So, who has said it? Just say it if you say it. I see everybody looking at me. <laughs> so I, I quote a lot. That means, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it. Just two verses more. Thank you. I'm looking at verse 52, but it's verse 54. Yeah. You see, if you give attention, when you study the Bible, when you leave your room, try and remember what you have studied in the morning. Try and remember the place and it will, it will stay. Even if you don't know the exact verse, you will know the chapter. It will stay. I don't struggle. I don't try to cram scriptures. I, don't, I just pay attention to what I study from time to time. It will stay with you. And I've been studying for about 26 years since I was a small boy in secondary school. So it will help you. It taught them in their synagogue. In so much that they were astonished and said, Where is this man, this wisdom? Huh? They looked at the carpenter. I looked at what he was saying. And they couldn't find any correlation. This guy is way too big for all we think it should be. And they were like, they listened to what he was saying. How? This guy didn't go to school. How come he knows this much? Then they said something. They said, where, where, where did he get this wisdom from? And this mighty works. Now, I don't want to go fully there today. The reason for the mighty works, when you are deep in wisdom, the results will be mighty works all around you. The deeper your wisdom is, 
the more powerful the results that you are commanding that are coming from your life on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. The deeper your wisdom is. So Daniel knew something about administration that made all kings to select him. He knew something about compelling men to bow to your God and showing superior wisdom and he did. Hallelujah. So the mighty words that came from Daniel also must have come from his deep wisdom, rooted in his deep fellowship with God. So, anyway, so mighty words are connected. So I just want to say, why were they surprised? And this is supposed to be the testimony of every Christian. Those around you should be surprised. If we function at the same level of wisdom with every other person, it's an abuse to the gospel. Something is missing somewhere. Because you have eternal life. And that's what I'm saying tonight. And Jesus said, this life is the light of men. Now, let's say something about Daniel. Daniel chapter 5, verse 11. And the Bible says, no, this is the queen talking. I told out on the wall, and everybody was perplexed. Then the queen came in and said that, he said, king, don't worry. Can you imagine, without asking Daniel if he could read the finger or not, she went with audacity to tell the king that, don't worry, there is a man. She said, there is a man in thy kingdom, whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In Jesus' name, the holy ghost that is in us will not be for decoration. Amen. Can you say louder, amen? Amen. Uh, and he said, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, and in the days of thy father, light and what? Say it again. Light and what? And what again? Now, can you imagine somebody talking to somebody about someone else? That, hey, don't be disturbed. In this office, there is somebody, and I'm telling you, Light and understanding are in him. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. They will soon be talking about you like that. Amen. When we pick on any topic in this church, it's not to add to your information. It's to impart something into you. Or to bring out something that is already in you. Are you with me? Say loud amen to that. Amen. Are you following me? Is somebody finding this interesting? Say light and understanding. Now he said, was found in him. Whom your father, thy father named. <laughs> he said, your father made the master of magicians. Daniel was not a magician, but they made the master. He knew too much that they made the master of magicians. And he said, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Even they made the master of soothsayers. Next verse. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences ah, and dissolving of doubts. I told you on Sunday, the guy was ready to argue with me because people have told him a Christian shouldn't listen to um, uh, uh, blues, R&B, Debbie songs. And he had argued all his life with people. But when he told me, I was led by the Spirit to ask him, you have terrible nightmares when you sleep. He was talking to me about this, and I said, the last thing you do before you sleep is that you put headphones on and there's a particular song you listen to. He didn't wait for me to complete the story. He went to take his, uh, 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 the, the headphone, the walkman, and all those and destroyed them. And the dream ceased. If I started by telling him that, see, the songs you are listening to, 
You know, I don't even talk like that anyway. It will look like the woman saw all these things inside one person. Now, let's speak some of these words. And we go back to what Jesus said. She said that excellent spirit of knowledge and understanding and interpreting dreams and showing hard sentences. Some situations are hard. Two friends having serious issues. Look, sometimes, uh, sometimes, when people ask you to counsel them, when people complain about an issue, it is not what they are talking about. What they think the problem is, it's not what the problem is. Are you with me? Like I told you, later of course, the Bible records that the boy was uh, uh, caught with death and dumb spirit. But I believe it was Jesus that made them to know. What the father of the boy thought that the boy had was epilepsy. The epilepsy boy in the Bible. But when Jesus wanted to cast out the spirit, he didn't even talk about epilepsy. He said, you deaf and dumb spirit, out. And the epilepsy left. Sometimes what you think is creating problem, it's not the problem. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have seen a show whereby the spirit of God, which the two people are in conflict, and the spirit of God will talk to somebody that seemed to have nothing to do with the problem. And that will be the end of the problem. Hard sentences will always come up. Situations in the office that are hard. And the queen was saying that, show Daniel anything hard, he will dissolve it for you. And then he said that dissolving of doubt, this is a very powerful gift of the spirit. So if you were not sure about your assignments, if you were not sure about your direction in life, if you weren't sure whether you should live in Magodo or you should live in Moshi, if you talk to Daniel, by the time you finish with Daniel, you will know what to do. Doubt will dissolve. If you were thinking about Emeka or Fidelis, as a lady, which one to marry? Or you are thinking as a guy about Ebere and Funke? <laughs> one five minutes with Daniel on the seat in yellow chili. Eating together and Daniel says something for so five minutes. In five minutes, you will say, ah, it's Ebele. <laughs> Immediately, then you, you will get up, the doubt will end. If we're not sure where some issues were coming from, if you talk with Daniel, they had seen that in him, and the woman was talking with authoritative finality. I am sure. He says, sir, and when they called Daniel, they were not disappointed. Can you imagine all these things inside one man? But you know one thing. When Jesus came, he said, of all men born of women, the greatest was John the Baptist. He said, but the last person in the kingdom, I'm so glad to hear that. Daniel only touched it briefly because Daniel did not have eternal life. Because Jesus didn't die for Daniel. Eternal life came after the death of Jesus. So all that men walked in Old Testament, the Bible calls it shadow. Some of them were allowed by God to step in a little. That's why Hebrews 11, after reading all the exploits of these men, look at verse 40. He said, God, haven't provided something better for us. Hebrews 11 is a chapter that talks about, by faith, this one did this, how Samson killed lion, how the wall of Jericho came down, and when the Bible finished talking, he said, all those testimonies I give, they are small. He said, God, haven't provided some better things for us, that without us, they should not be made perfect. We are living in the days that Abraham desired to live in. 
Unfortunately, Papa Abraham was not given that chance. We are going to make the best of these last days. Amen. Hallelujah. On top of all that David did, he saw that he, he, he didn't get to the end. The Bible says, God, I won't pretend None of them was blood baptized. None of them. Jesus didn't die for them. None of them had eternal life. Some of them knew God by laws and commandments. They obeyed it effectively and God blessed them for it, but they did not have eternal life. Now, here seated people listening to me tonight that the life of God is in you. Begin to imagine. There is nobody here tonight who doesn't have all those attributes listed in that name. I will, when we get to uh, maybe as the Sundays and Wednesdays are progressing, we will tell you why. The little they had, they gave serious attention to it. The much we have, we don't pay attention to it, and that's why. Hallelujah. Jesus said, for instance, you start the scripture thinking you need to find eternal life. There is a place where you have to search. When something is in your times, you dig deep to get there. But when it begins to rise, now probably where this church is situated, now on that there is water, until we dig. Our digging does not put the water, there is already there. But once you reach the water, it begins to flow. That's why you have taps everywhere. Inside many of you listening to me now, all of you here, there are things there. Some have dug it a little, it's coming up. Some are very far, you've not even touched it at all. This is what I've told you. Bible study and prayer meetings, they are very important. Are you following me? Is somebody for, are you, are you, are you, are you with me tonight? <laughs> Let's see. Amen. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> in him was light, life, and the life was the light of men. Now, we can see a bit of it in Daniel here. But the Bible says God has provided something better for us. I want to read something that Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12. Let's read. Hallelujah. John 8 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, this is a very audacious statement. I am the light of the world. He that follows me, what will happen? Men and brethren, how come many Christians are working? Any area that is not working for you, you are working in the dark in that area. Any area that is not functioning very well, you are, like you are walking in the dark. So that's why you wonder why others are leaping above the gutter, you are falling into the pitily. What's going on? So the Bible says, Jesus said, Whosoever follows me, they shall not walk in darkness. There is something about a Christian man. He knows how to lead a family. There is something about a Christian woman. Inside that eternal life has been programmed the ability to lead in a godly way with blessings. Inside that, if I invest and I lose money, I have walked in the dark concerning prosperity. If it seems that always I don't have, I'm walking in the dark, there's something I don't know. So I'm beginning to do guesswork. Those who have unraveled the mystery of prosperity, take all the money away from them, they have it again and again and again. Because they have unraveled. That's why I told you. Somebody coming and saying, you are blessed and you are saying, amen, fantastic. But you cannot reproduce that. But when you are taught and you get it, you can reproduce whatever you want to give out to any time, any day. Is that clear? 
Praise the Lord. Thank God for miracle meetings. We, we always have it. And we're having one very soon, you know, on the, 10th, on, the, on the 12th and 13th. So we are having a worshiper called E. Daniel. If you don't know him, get ready. And then, of course, we have my dear friend, Apostle Selman, in May. Just about 30, 28, 29 days from now. About, yeah, about 30, 31 days, 32 days from now. It will be Saturday evening and Sunday morning. It's going to be explosive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he said, I am the light of the world. If anyone followeth me, he shall not walk in darkness. This is a certain statement. Jesus was so sure. He said, if any man... See, when you study the Bible, break it down. So if you look at this statement, the next thing I should ask is that, I am sure Jesus cannot lie. So how do I follow him? Because the key word there is that if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. And I'm going to stop on just one thing. What is in Psalm 119, verse 130? Mm. Psalm 119, verse 130. What is this? Those who have light are, are those who have understanding. See, one of the reasons... And I, I say this, it, it grieves me when I have said it before. Yesterday I went to Fountain and it was Bishop Edeko that came to preach. One of the reasons, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why even some pastors don't like him. He went on a three-day to search for why he was broke. And on the third day, the light of heaven shone over his head. You've heard the story many times, some of you have heard the story. And then he was still there because when you have found it, he said he was wearing boxers also on a mountain, reading Gloria Copeland's book. Why am I poor? Why are we struggling for everything? And then he saw something. Even though he was still wearing shorts, he said they spin round the room and shouted, I can never be poor again. He's been saying it for 30 years. He found it one day on the mountain about 40 years ago. You can see the results. In his life. Understanding and light. Bishop, many churches are trying to start university. It's not working for them. They are not called to do it. They are just struggling. If you get to Covenant, way from you, I used to be very arrogant. Until I went to Covenant and I saw structures. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? Everybody say light. light. Say light. Even his enemies, they know that he has a life concerning prosperity. His what flows in him effortlessly. And the result is showing. That's why people are angry. <laughs> I remember, was it last week or two weeks ago? I went to share somewhere here. And the man should be about 70. He came in. And uh, some of the people in the shop, they got talking and they were talking about Nigeria. And his anger. You think it's his money? You think it's his money? Come on, come on, show us. I made the money. Government. So I kept quiet. I knew he was going to set up. Then later he said that in the early days, maybe the first administration of Buhari was used to have some contract with federal government. And then someone else took over the contract and said, This is where the beef is coming from. Those who will persecute you most are those who want what you have and they don't have it. They will, they will finish you. On my Facebook page, there's a particular pastor that hates Pastor Day with a passion. 
I wasn't surprised when I found out one day there was one of the people that Maurice said, hello, lay hands on in 1972 or so in Nigeria, and I don't think they're up to 100. I said, now I understand where the beef is coming from. And people like that don't mind everything scattering. Why you hear people say, Katia, that will I heard the poor man say, we can't even one day. He said, let war even break. Let all of us go with the war. That was what the guy said. <laughs> you know, it can't hit, it can't. So it feels, because chaos, we always pay the lazy people. Hope you know. <laughs> I want to tell our brother, come on, Dan, come on, Ruth. We will be here. <laughs> Those who are building their lives will keep moving on. Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Understanding. It is what every Christian should seek. And the Bible says that the end any time the word of God penetrates you. Now, in his own case, the word of God concerning prosperity penetrated his heart. Look, you might not see results on that same day, but you will know in your heart that it is over with a level in your life. You will just know. And we need that. And that happens when you when you really deeply, deeply, deeply fellowship with the Word of God. Where you, feel, where, you, where, you, where you deeply sit down with the Word. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Are you following me? This is serious. One day, the same... Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. They say, when you say the entrance of his words, the word can come through scriptures, can come through a message, it can come by God speaking directly through you to your spirit, man. They said that these same winners, when they started, for the first one or two years or so, just didn't pass 17 members. And Bishop called Bishop Abbey and a few of them. They locked themselves inside the church and fasted for three days. On the third day, the Lord told them to go out. And he saw a dark cloud over the church. He said, rebook the cloud. And he said, cloud should go. And the cloud rolled like carpet and went away. That is what has produced winners today. He saw something. And he said, the following day went to evangelism. And they were sure that their neighbors said that he thought the church was a white garment church. For 12 months. See, there is a reason. Why so people never get what they want? There is a reason why. Anytime you attempt to do something, it's not working. There are some people, probably among those who are listening to me right now, or those who are listening to me through radio, you are moving, but it's always that when you set target, it is half you get to. And it's like a consistent story. There was never a time, even financially, you can't ever point out to a time that there was abundance. It is always that you need 100, you have 60. When you need 500, you will have 300. And then when you need 4 million, you have, it's always like that. When there's a project, you are close, but you are you, you, you don't always. There has to be light. Are you, are you following me? Yes, and the Holy Spirit is very willing to show you. If you will sit down with him. But you see, expensive things are not found on the surface. These things are not just, just a law. So what is wrong with me, Josh? It's not. You have to dig. Sometimes it takes days, but your heart is thirsty, searching for it. But when you find it, the good thing about finding it is that actually it doesn't stay with you alone. You can help so many other people with it. Your break in life, and that is coming from God. You don't only have results, 
you have power to command results in the life of other people. That's how it works. Bishop Debu went to one church and he told the pastor there that in three months there will be 2,000 from about 500 and they did. He didn't need to do the three days he did. He received something on that day and he has the ability. Yesterday he prayed for Pautai Wodikoya and he told them that multiplication will. I felt it where I was because he has spoken it to happen. He has received the ability. Balaam said that I have received the commandment to bless. It is an ability. When Apostle Man came and was saying something, when he said that somebody will, will scream now, and the lady, he said that God didn't tell me to. I did. He said it is rewards of the prophet don't come from God. Jesus said that if you give a cup of water to a prophet, name of a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. When you are anointed, you have ability to deliver some things. It's not a God's, uh, God doesn't dabble into it. There are some that you will not be able to do except the Spirit tells you to do. But there are some results that you can give to people that the Spirit of God. That was what uh, uh, um, Pastor Chris said one day. And some of my friends, they found it very, very... Two of his members, were, a man and a wife, they, they, they were going for... They were going abroad to do IVF. Because they were having problems. And they were in another branch. So they came for a program in headquarters. And then they told everybody that she come for another program. And they, they, the movement worker says, I won't be able to come. Or we are going to blah, blah. And then they used a statement that destabilized the people. He said, I am here. And you want to go abroad for IVF. So get a child. He said, a child that I can give you in one sentence. And is it God? That's how carnal men will talk. He is not God. You see him on his knee one minute worshipping God. He is just speaking as a prophet. Many years ago, how many of you know Prophet Obadari? I think I've told you the story before. There was a lady. A pastor, but Pastor pastor told all this story in Africa. There was a lady. Father Obadari was this old CAC prophet. It's late now. There was a lady. Is it late? It's late. Yes, yeah, late. Even I think last story, Muslim attended this barrier. Well, like this one. There was a lady in the church. No, not in the church. She came to see him. She, she, for years, and time was going. She didn't have a child. I think it was either like 17 years or 21 then or something like that. And her reason was peculiar because she grew up as a Christian and she had the prophetic gift. She could see angels and the rest. When she was about 18 or so, she got involved with one guy. She got pregnant. And an angel guiding her appeared to her and told her, God has forgiven you. There is destiny in this church. You're going to be a great prophet. Don't abort. She saw an open vision. But you know what? Because of her reputation as a small prophet, she said, no. When the angel left, she went ahead and aborted the baby. And she stopped seeing the guiding angel and everything. Everything disappeared. She knew that she offended. So everywhere she went, those who are prophetic, we just tell her that, ah, madam, you know, see, see, they say, ah. They will say, you're back where she on. Okay, madam, oh, no. You dare, you, if you don't understand, you might say, you offended the heavens. Everybody was speaking. They want to pray for her. They just be like, ah, madam, what did you do? In our own case, a divinely granted revelation. An angel standing like he stood before Mary and saying, don't do it. And she did. So everybody I wanted to pray, they would just say, Madam, there is something. And then she would start crying again. What am I going to do? So one day, after many years, she went to see Prophet Obadari. And Baba, she told Baba that I've been childless. And Baba wanted to pray. Like, or just say, ah, Madam, ah. And Baba, she <laughs> I should not have done that. 
And he told her prophetically that you did this some 21 years ago. He said, sincerely, the heaven is short. He said, because your own case, you were won by an angel. He said, it is short. She knew that she, as at that time, Prophet Barry was maybe the most anointed man in Nigeria. So she knew that that was just the end of the road. So she broke down and she was like, so Baba was going. I knew he was a blind man. He was going. And then he just turned back. He saw the woman wailing. And compassion gripped his heart. They said he stood where he was and he looked up to heaven and said, Lord, he said, oh Lord my God. He said, Yoruba, at this level I have reached with you, can I possibly ask you for something? And you will say no. He didn't wait for it. He said, Madam, stand up. Nine months we have a baby. Now, he did not need to wait for God. What he did was that he challenged God with his 40 years of working with God. Savings. Everyone's investment. Bank. He called. God had no choice. Papa Ikin did it one day. When he said his son was sick and he was dying. Where he was, he just ran to the altar and stood. And he said, Almighty God, show me one thing you ever told me to do that I did not do. They called him back that the son was okay. Challenging, I'm sitting with God, though. Ah, <laughs> look, <laughs> up till now, Mommy Funkia Dejuma arranges chairs every Sunday in, in their church. I said she's not in the country. Many of you are listening to me. You have no record, <laughs> no CV. Your CV is low, nothing, nothing, nothing. You better correct that now. Papa Egin brought the message of faith to another. To is the father of faith. Everybody, Pastor he put his hand up. Pastor Adeboy passed out for almost twelve hours. They received from this man with all the faith he had. There was a dimension that he felt that this one is not faith. This one you call CV, and everyone must respond. It was Evangelist Becker, in the born evangelist I used to know in Ibadan, who was going to the north in the luxurious bus and they started shooting. He just sat down and crossed his leg. I know what came out to say, I win souls every day. He said, Lord, lose me and lose many souls. The bullets were flying and the guy sat there. He said, when he was telling me, I was too certain that I wasn't going to die. He said, because yesterday I, left, I, I was flying down night to see someone to Christ. He said, everyone they rejoice over one sinner that repents. If I die, minus one that night. Mm. And it will take a foolish coach to remove the best player. <laughs> the match is tough. The guy that is trying to make all the games, you now remove him. Fans will fry you. You understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen to me, everybody. I want to end on these notes. Listen very well. Make up your mind. I posted something to all the leaders today. Begin to do evangelism like never before. Yesterday, ah, my head spinned. Bishop Adebo challenged us. My friend, Sir Bishop Adebo, preaching in Yoruba on the road. And he said that between January and now, personally, not on the pulpit, going out every Tuesday to Songo on that bridge, he has led 1,765 to Christ alone. 
That is more than many churches. One man. And he said something. He looked at Pastor Tai Wukwe and he told them, he's 65, Pastor Bishop Debo. He said, I'm not on any kind of medication, not even vitamin. Something happened a while ago. He took a vow. The Bible said, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. He shall bless thy bread and water and take sickness away from you. And he said, Lord, he taught us about covenant yesterday. He said, Lord, I will do this. He said, when you see scriptures like that, hold it. It will bless your bread and your water. He said, you will serve. Throw your servant to service and challenge him. Like I said now, if you are accurate in service, he has no choice but to bless your bread. If your bread is missing, call God's integrity to action. Say, excuse me, sir. I did my part. I vow that I will serve you in this area and this area. Show me the day I've not done it. So why is my bread diminishing? When you talk like that, the angel gathering will be questioned. They will rally around there and make sure that it is see These things are true. And the time has come for the body of Christ to enter into this. There is nothing like sitting down in the church and just warming, but there is nothing like that. Men and brethren, if they will be and serve him, Job 36, 11, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years. If a Christian is not prosperous, he can stand up on that scripture and get something from Okay, you know, if they obey and serve him, I will start serving you and obey you from now. And after six months, I will challenge if I don't see growth in my prosperity. Is the reason why that guy, they were bouncing him many at the, at the embassy. He planned to go abroad to do his own thing. But when they were in school, there was a colleague of his who was a pastor in their class. The guy traveled before him. And then the guy started a fellowship there. And he was a good keyboard. The boy was dreaming of going to the largest churches. He wanted to go to KICC, Pastor Matthew's church, to shine as keyboardists. You know, in a church of 5,000 people, be shining or 10,000. He said, just found himself saying that, I know you sang that. Because that guy was always preaching when we were in school. I know they're about 15 in his fellowship. If you give me visa, I will join his church. I know the city I'm going to is the city where the guy is. So I don't care if churches are playing keyboard for the guy. They brought the visa to him in the house. Some things are not difficult. Light is missing. We don't know what Esther stumbled or Anna by chance. As she was just saying, you know what? If you give me a son, I will give him back to you. And God said, eh, she said sorrow. Ah, that look at Ophni and Finance. Look at how many girls they violated. Those guys were just sleeping with all the girls in church. And then they were stealing. They were still the offering put to it. And God said, look, I'm fed up. I but I need a replacement. Mm. So when a woman said, you know what? The son I have, I no go keep him. I go give God said, hey, she had five more children after that. Right. Meaning that the speech that she made, that was what made God to appear to Solomon and download wisdom on his head. Solomon too said that, give me ability to judge these people rightly. God said that, I've been looking for someone who will judge my people. So, a good intercession point. Good. Are you with me? Have you heard me tonight? Have you heard me tonight? You know, I feel like saying that. That's what I sent to you. I'll just tell you a part of it. I saw it yesterday. That a church is not pleasing God. Pastor, that's my personal belief. If you are not making altar call every Sunday at least. If the Bible says that they rejoice in heaven over one sinner that repents. If a service ends on Sunday and no sinner has repented, do you think God is satisfied with that service? 
You know why we don't make altar call? I don't know how many we are in this church, but many times, I don't know everybody, but many of us don't have our unbelieving friends around. Either you lead people to Christ yourself, if you don't, just tell them. I went out today, and I got about three Muslims who will be coming to church on Sunday. Even if you don't lead them to Christ, invite them. As they come into this atmosphere, something happens to them. That's why we are praying on Saturday. God's number one job on that is so winning. Whatever other things that you want, because I want to, I can't do that tonight. Maybe we'll get there on Sunday. I want all of you when the service ends to go back and pray. Then ask God, begin to search scriptures. Which covenant can I enter into? Honestly, to move. You know, I've told you before of a guy that said that he was building and the business was no diving. Then he told God that, you know what, they, they are estate developers. He said, every 10 houses that I build, the 10 to 1, I will give it to a person, a, a widow, who's, say a widow or somebody whose husband has left her. I will give the 10 house to them. And he heard God say that, let what they call recession, depression, finish the whole Nigeria. Nothing will happen to your business. The guy is super rich, regardless of regime. He's not afraid of government changing. His business has nothing to do with government. It is God that is the foundation. This is what I'm praying that businessmen in John will find. Then you will you get to what is called eternal prosperity. That no man can touch. You don't care who is the governor. God is the one behind this thing. You know the times of the governor that me, I will do this. This is what he wants me to do. As long as I'm doing it, there is no devil under the sun. I don't know of any area, but this area, if I do this, forget about this. And that's it. Whatever area you are going to pray, when you get to and ask God to add evangelism to it, is it one that crowns it all? Are you with me? Praise the Lord. One of the things I would like people to make up their mind on today, make up your mind. You will stop going to church alone. Make up your mind. If you start initially, it will be difficult. After a while, it will be a common thing. After a while, you can't do without it again. That's the way it is. You know, some people wonder when some people go out and in two, three, in seven, eight minutes, they've led somebody to Christ. It is because it's a decision. I told the, the workers, and I'm telling you also now that whatever you have started doing for God, make up your mind. Don't, when you listen to a message like this, don't, don't just rush and then you start and the message waits and you stop. That's why write it down, make up your mind. This is what I do. Come rain, come sunshine, I'm doing this thing. The yellow day of Edgar Land. I don't know. I don't know whether she was a godly person. I don't. I, I, I don't know whether she. I don't know more, too much. Maybe I know, and I don't want to say. But I don't. Know, I don't want to say much about her. But one thing that shocked me: the first church in Nigeria is an Anglican church. I saw this woman. She parked her jeep. Her security officer was inside the jeep, and her driver was inside the jeep, and she was the one trimming the flower of the church. And when we asked the vicar, the vicar said that she's been doing that for 25 years or so. She was the yellow dew of Egbaland, probably in some confra, confra, or whatever, whatever. But for some reason, I'm, I, I do this for God. 25 years. The, you wonder the driver didn't come to help her. A woman, an elderly woman. And the security, they also, it, she told them, you can carry my bag. You can do anything anywhere we are. But when we come to church, I chop the flower myself. So you don't collect it from me. And I looked at her, I was shocked. So they were there inside the car looking at her. And she was the one trimming the flower. And she said, she's been doing that for years. Don't start something and stop. I was saying, in the morning, so you're saying. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. If you hear a message of prayer that blesses you, when you start praying, don't stop. 
Don't pray next two, three days your prayer goes up and after a while. No. That's, what, that's the meaning of building on your most holy faith. When your faith rises, keep it there. Until you can step higher. That is how to be a spiritual. Don't always let it come down. Don't let it come down. I can never read less than certain chapters of the Bible in a day. What will I be doing? Even the days I wasn't feeling fine, I will still read. Because it will make me fine. You understand? Amen. That's the truth. One day I wanted to check out. I was still studying there. And thank God for this. You, you don't, whatever you do. How many times have I ministered there? That by the time I will be started, there will be pain on my brother, and I will finish and it will disappear. In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, do not withhold your hand. What I've shared with you tonight is a prophetic message. I tell you one thing. Till 20 minutes to the service, I was reading something else and I was listening to Billy Sunday. I did not plan any of the things I told you. Now. I walked in during worship. I stood at the back there and I opened my Bible to I am the light of the world. That John 8, 12. If anyone, it will not. And then in five minutes, everything I just shared with you was downloaded. Half of it. Coming up now. Esther that I told you, all the stories I told you, every story I mentioned now, I never rehearsed one. They came to me when I stood there. I was just remembering them. When it happens like that, it's a prophetic message. That's why you know I don't use salmon loads. I study every day. Shall we write? Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.